0: Thank you. hey folks uh welcome to the mental health podcast uh, i have the pleasure of uh, having nancy uh, with us today and uh, we hope that uh, you take away one little thing uh, from this mental health podcast can't wait to hear what she has to say hey nancy uh, welcome w- welcome to the uh, First edition of the Mental <laughs> Health uh, Podcast.
1: Uh, so exciting.
0: Uh, how, how are things with you today?
1: Uh, well, I'm super excited about this conversation. And I didn't know it's a first edition. That's so cool. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I... I, I... I wanted to let that out as a surprise but uh you know surprise
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um yeah uh do you want to take a quick minute to you know talk a little bit about yourself uh, what you do and uh, where you're at in terms yeah. of your journey yeah
1: sure um hi everybody my name is nancy chu i'm currently a product management coach um i've been working working in tech for the last um, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And of that 15 years, I've been in product management for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in B2B and B2C, and startups,
2: mm-hmm. big
1: companies, including leadership roles at Meta, Facebook, mm-hmm. as well as most recently at Broku. Okay. Um, I've become a coach because I believe in sharing my knowledge with anyone who would listen Mm -hmm. so that they don't repeat the same mistakes that I've made, Mm -hmm. because I believe it's very important to evolve. And one very important aspect of evolving is to learn from the people who came before you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel very passionate to empower others with my knowledge so that they could, Take my knowledge and go higher.
0: All right. So, sounds like a very novel and very generous idea that <laughs> uh, th- that you have in mind. Um, you know, one thing that uh, I found is taboo or like, you know, people find it hard to talk about um, is their own sort of mental health. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, along the way, you know, I just want to give people, uh, this open communique of sorts wherein they can come and, you know, listen in to other people talk about their mental health. So do you mind, you know, sharing a little bit about your own personal mental health journey and where you are at right now?
1: Yeah. Growing up, I didn't know that mental health, uh, was a thing. It's so taboo that people think, It's really, really bad.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But over the last, I would say, five years or so, Mm -hmm. I learned that this topic should not be taboo at all. Mm -hmm. This is, in fact, super essential to our well-being in general. And well-being covers, of course, your physical body, Mm -hmm. but... Of course, another very important element is your emotional wellness.
2: Mm-hmm. And what
1: I've learned over time is emotional wellness and your physical wellness are linked. Mm-hmm.
2: There
1: there was a period of time when I had really strange stomach aches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've seen doctors, and this lasted for multiple years. They could not figure out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot who or how i decided i needed to see a therapist mm-hmm. and in that first meeting that therapist said our body our our, our mind and our our body in particularly our gut mm-hmm. are connected
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it made so much sense that when i wasn't feeling well emotionally it would translate mm-hmm. to physical pain
2: okay mm
0: um yeah i mean this is something that uh i didn't realize for the longest time uh you know you you feel your stomach is upset
2: yeah
0: uh, um and you realize later that uh, you know uh you are dealing with a lot of stress and you are working on a few things without realizing that uh you need a break and absolutely. uh absolutely and uh yeah taking taking that time away and taking a few moments in the day uh to focus on your own mental health um has become a priority uh of late for me and uh you know that is my hope that uh, other people take uh, that away as well so i agree uh you know um one of the problems that i see is that people have misconceptions about you know uh, mental health or you know uh, what uh, people do in terms of maintaining their mental health can you talk a little bit about like some of the misconceptions that you've encountered along the way
1: um i remember a time when Anxiety or depression was seen, at least in my family, mm-hmm. to be kind of like a non-issue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when faced with stress or anxiety or depression, their, their response is, well, that's your issue. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not even an issue. It's just something you like deal with on your mm-hmm. own and like what do you mean you need help it's like it's like it's your own problem figured out kind of thing mm-hmm.
2: um
1: but I didn't even if I wanted to self-help I couldn't because I didn't know how mm-hmm. I didn't have the tools mm-hmm. to even help myself mm-hmm. um and then I started seeing a therapist in fact I've seen multiple therapists mm-hmm Um, probably five, I've seen five or six different therapists. Okay. And none, it's not like a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. The first time you meet someone Mm -hmm. Uh, originally, or at least for me, I had assumed that, oh, I I just need to see someone and I would feel better right away. Mm -hmm. But that was not the case. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to figure out. Mental health is a journey. Mm-hmm. So one, like, to your question, the misconception that I had at the time was, okay, I, f- I feel like I need help and I couldn't help myself. But mm-hmm. once I see a therapist, they could just fix me. Mm-hmm. I thought of them as like a, like a physical doctor. They just need to diagnose and then give me a pill and then, and then the problem will be fixed. But that's not, that's not the case at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What I learned was, there's so much to unpack mm-hmm. on why I'm feeling this way or what even triggered me. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I didn't know what was triggering me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it took time to really self reflect. And eventually, one of the tools that I learned was to observe
2: mm-hmm.
1: myself as if I'm a third person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I- that's interesting. Why am I feeling this way? Right. And then kind of think backwards. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I would learn over time. Oh, that particular thing is the trigger. Like I didn't even know Mm -hmm. that trigger was a thing until, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe a year or two into my mm, uh, mental wellness journey.
0: That uh, yeah, that sounds like uh, great advice. And, um, you know, one thing that, uh, I often tell people is um, just because you found a therapist doesn't mean that you have to stick to the therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, finding a therapist has been hard for people uh, knowing the right uh, diagnoses or like having people having the right expertise uh, in terms of therapy is very important. So uh, making sure you get the right therapist and, um you know not giving up on finding the right one feel like um is a great uh way to um understand your own mental health journey and uh help you make uh, quick strides in there as well so
1: yeah i didn't i didn't think that therapists could be so different from mm-hmm. like one one therapist to another therapist mm-hmm. um it almost felt like dating Mm -hmm. (laughs) that one therapist could work for you, but might not work for me.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at it as well. Um, And, uh, you know, people sometimes don't understand what self-care means. Um, You know, when you say uh, self-care, And some tips that uh, you would want somebody to give you or you would want to give somebody, how would you sort of go about it?
1: Um, Well, I would say, again, growing up, self-care was not a thing. Mm -hmm. Growing up, it was all about going to school and study and get a (laughs) good job, right? Like that was how we grew up. Right. And then... Again, when I started to pay attention to mental health, the term self-care became a thing. And on the surface level, it seemed so easy and obvious that, oh, yeah, of course, you got to take care of yourself. But Mm -hmm. it's so much more than that because in the beginning of my journey, I didn't even know what I needed. Mm -hmm. And so it took me time to even... I think I really need to, to reflect and get to know me better. Mm-hmm. So that period of time when I was having strange stomach pain, mm-hmm. I thought self care at that time was, Oh, I'll just watch some TV and drink some boba and I'll feel better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that, that's not it. Like mm-hmm. that, yes, that's one aspect of self care, but then eventually after a lot of self reflection. I realized what I needed was support mm-hmm. from my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just needed people to understand what I was going through,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and I needed someone to just hear me out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That that was what I needed in terms of self care. And but like growing up, we didn't really talk about our feelings.
0: Definitely. I mean, uh, one thing that I commonly notice is, uh, you don't have that sense of validation, mm-hmm. uh, f- from, from your own family, from your own siblings, from your own friends. Um uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I've gone out of my way to seek validation wherein like I've gone outside try to volunteer in events so that somebody would just send send me a thank you, you know, uh send me an appreciation because, you know, I did something for somebody else uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, unless you did something great or uh, something phenomenal, you know, that validation goes away uh, and, you know, uh, you sort of strive for that validation. So um, this is something that I am learning along the way as well. So, um yeah, thank I... you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that topic, yeah. validation, I actually struggled for a long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: to seek external validation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, again, this has to do with a lot of self reflection. Because mm-hmm. I, I, again, I'm going to go back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. External validation became such an important thing growing up. Oh, yes. I need my teachers like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I need to get into a good school and to get in, I need, I need them to like me. Like mm-hmm. so much of my growing up was dependent on external validation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like that is how our society is structured. Even mm-hmm. in a, in a work environment, I need my management to like me, to give me a good performance review.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: all of that is external validation. And when I did not get that validation that I wanted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I became sad and angry at myself, mm-hmm. and and like I, I I started to feel all kinds of feelings because mm-hmm. I was not getting that external validation. Mm-hmm. And and after doing a lot of reflection, I was. Asking myself, why do I need external validation so much? Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just validate myself on my own? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. can't that validation be inward
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of external? Mm-hmm. Like, that's still something I'm working on. Right. Um, but I am a lot more aware of that now compared to where I was mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Definitely. Years
0: ago. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You know, the other uh, aspect where people have questions is like, how do I sort of figure out where to start? Right. So in terms of like resources, uh, you know, what would be some good places for people to go to sort of get started in terms of learning about mental health?
1: That is a great question because I am blanking <laughs> on good resources. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know what's a good resource. I okay. mean, there are platforms out there like BetterHelp
2: mm-hmm.
1: that offer therapy and counseling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, through work, uh, different companies they they partner with p- platforms like Lyra and modern health mm-hmm. uh, as one example of resource. But I don't know if they're considered good. Mm-hmm. They're certainly a resource. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So I think uh, for me, uh, you know, uh, approaching uh, a mental health was like a huge no-no. Uh, you know, parents, society, uh, you yeah. know, uh, Pressure being a uh, a male, you know, there's a lot, you know, driving you not to ask for help. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, uh funnily enough, for me, uh, I had a huge interest in TV shows, and uh, the first sort of uh, sighting uh, that I got was through a TV show, which was plainly, you know, a conversation between a therapist and and the patient. And the entire sort of conversation is just that it's uh, the TV show is called In Treatment, and you know, and that made me very curious as to, uh, you know, what it entails in a conversation between a patient and a therapist, and you know, it sort of took over, uh, or took away some of my own um, uh, myths about. Uh, mental health and the conversations associated with it. Um, and then the, the other resource that I use is psychology today. Um, you know, that's uh, a great website that I found, which, uh, w- which, you know, breaks down, uh, in simpler terms, uh, how, you know, people can go about, uh, uh, talking about mental health, how people can, uh, understand Uh, some of the technical jargon that people throw around um, in, you know, psychology terms. So those were like very good resources for me to get started. And, you know, uh, I found a lot of resources through them as well. So
1: I love what you said about jargon, because like you said, there's a lot. So, for example, I still don't really know what holding space means. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
1: people say that all the time. Oh, we got to hold space for us right. or we're holding space for you. What mm-hmm. does that mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still don't know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, I guess since I have sort of done that for a lot of people, um, and you know, yesterday, the you know, I had a meetup event, and uh, mm-hmm. uh you know, there were five or six people who were there, and one person um had uh, recently gone through a breakup and uh, so to give you an example of uh, what holding space means it is about um letting the person share what they're dealing with mm. without uh, making any comments without uh, sharing any personal opinions mm. and letting them vent See, um, right. along, along the process and, um, just making them felt acknowledged that whatever they're saying is being, uh, you know, uh, received well enough by the audience. Mm. So, uh, and that was a great example for holding space, uh, that I found yesterday. Um, thank and... you for
1: explaining that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, I, I think. This is how I feel like, you know, we want to sort of share this information and uh, make people more aware of uh, what it means when people say certain things.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah, Uh, finally, uh, you know, the last question for you, um, you know, if there's one thing that you want people to take away from this conversation, what would that be?
1: That... Talking to a therapist does not mean you are quote-unquote crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even till today, I'm mm-hmm. the only one in my extended family full mm-hmm. of aunties and uncles and cousins. I'm mm-hmm. the only one who sees a therapist regularly. Mm-hmm. And when my family kind of talks about uh, or how, how, they, how they view therapy Mm -hmm. they just think oh it's for crazy people Mm -hmm. but that is so not true Mm -hmm. that is not true at all Mm -hmm. and when I say oh uh, I just talked to my therapist and we talked about x y and z -hmm. some of my family members would say things like why do you need a therapist or Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what do they even do like they don't they don't add any value, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That is just, that. that is because my family is not educated in mm-hmm. the topic.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: does not mean that therapy is not helpful. It does not mean if you talk to a therapist, you are quote unquote crazy like that. That's mm-hmm. just miss altogether.
0: Yep. Um, you know, w- w- one thing that uh, I learned uh, while having different conversation as part of therapy is that we are so many things to so many people we are uh, a sibling to a brother or a sister we are a child to a parent uh, we are a parent to a child mm-hmm. we are an employee to an employer or if you are the employer you have employees who are reporting to you and we t- and we have friends to whom you know we take on different roles with and uh, at times we have to realize that we have limitations in terms of the number of roles that we can take over and we need spaces where we don't have to take on any of those roles and wherein you can be an individual who is not taking on any roles and uh, is able to sort of think out loud without worrying how people are going to interpret what you say or, you know, what is the impact it's going to have on them if you um, say something either intentionally or unintentionally, right? So (laughs) uh, that's my takeaway from therapy. So
1: Very true, very true. And I just wanted to kind of circle back to what you said about uh, giving space means giving the person room to talk about their feelings without interfering, just letting them vent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Therapy mm-hmm. is one way where you would have space to talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, for me at least, sometimes I feel bad Mm-hmm. When I'm just talking about myself all the time, whether mm-hmm. with with family or with friends,,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it is a therapist's job to listen to you mm-hmm. and that by itself, like even without them saying anything, mm-hmm. that by itself the the fact that you are given space and and permission to just mm-hmm. talk about yourself is step one in self-care
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that's a great way of uh, putting it. Um, yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Nancy, for coming along and uh, having this uh, chat with me. Sure. And uh, you know, here is uh, more people, uh, you know, getting inspired from you and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, being more open about their own mental health. So
1: yeah, thank you for having this this platform to help with education and help with awareness Mm -hmm. this is so important
0: yep